The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hi. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Oh, are you talking to our audience? Hi, audience. All 27 of you, how are you doing out there today? Okay, that's a little harsh. I'm sorry. Maybe 12. <laughs> we need to start doing You're roll being call. Generous. We need to start doing roll call. We call people say, hey, where are you listening from? How are you listening to us? Where are you listening at? Work? Hey, home? For those dozen or so people at, who may be listening. At the bar? You, we're going to reward you for listening today. <laughs> the dozen or so people listening. That was good. We are going to reward you. We've got, we've got, we got stuff. We got stuff. Stuff from Steve. We have two passes, which, I mean, these two passes, by the way, so one each will admit you and a plus one. Okay, so you and the Duke can go. You and the Queen of England can go. You and Margaret Thatcher can go. Tom Brady? You and, well, Tom Brady's kind of, well, yeah, no, he can go. He's on a bye week. He ain't doing nothing. You and Elmo can go. Uh, Riverwoods Conference Center is presenting the Logan Holiday Gift Show. I really need to go to this. November 8th and 9th of this week, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Yep, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Now, one pass gets two of you in. I've got two of these. (laughs) I've got two passes. Okay, we're going to give away those later on today. We also have not one, but two. That's not all, folks. Two passes. To the Harlem Globetrotters uh, event. Wait, did you call them the Harlem Globetrotters? Shut up. Leave me alone. (laughs) What did you just say? No, I'm not. Don't worry about it. (laughs) It's at Ridgeline High School on Friday night at 7 p.m. Doors open at 6. I understand many of you will want to go attend the Utah State Weber State game, as you should, but this is also cool too. So if you have kids who are like, Mom, I don't want to go to the game, and you say, Well, how about we go have some fun watching basketball that involves you? And that can happen. So Harlem Gold Trials, we have two tickets for that. We'll give those away here later on in the hour. Uh, by the way, speaking of Harlem Globe Trotters, uh, congratulations to our honorary junior Harlem Globe Trotter winners, Carter Perry, Sarah Godfrey, and Michaela Lumberg and Emmett Hendrickson, the world-famous Harlem Globe Trotters uh, honorary ball kids who, again, this Friday... At Ridgeline High School. You can also get your tickets at TickleWeb.com. And if you type in the code, say five, you get $5 off. Yeah, make sure you go to that website because there's some others that list tickets, but they're listing them for like way more than what you can get at TicketWeb.com. Shame, shame. We know your name. Yeah. Don't (laughs) be smart, kids. Okay? Stay off the interwebs. Stay off Facebook. Hey, this is a big... Big weekend for Utah State. You've got the Weber State game Friday night. You've got the Utah State football game on the road at Fresno State. Utah State has won in the last two games against the Bulldogs and won pretty convincingly. It was a time when the Bulldogs were down. Uh, after Utah State played them last, Coach Tedford arrived on the scene, really turned things around. Oh, did he? Ever? And they were really, really tough. But they're going through a transition this year. They're playing a lot of freshmen. A lot of true freshmen. Um, this is not quite the same team at the same level as they were last year and the year before that. 
But that, that being said, they're still a tough team. They're a still tough a good program. football team. Yes. So I, I'm not quite sure how I feel about how things might go Saturday just yet. Um, but uh, there's certainly a, a sense of urgency for Utah State sense that they need to get themselves back on track, that their ultimate goals are still in front of them at 3-1 and one in conference play. Yeah. And that's the thing. People got to remember, look, does it suck losing to, to BYU the way you did? Yeah, absolutely. But if things can fall in place and you can take care of business with a by winning out, it's a tough task to ask of you. But if they can do so, uh, then they're in play for a Mountain West Conference Championship appearance. Not only that, but maybe even hosting the Mountain West Conference Championship appearance. Which would be just, I mean, would be awesome. Would be right. so cool. It would be a great turnaround, too. Right, but it's got to start with what happens Saturday afternoon. And yeah. that's what will be nice. It'll be an afternoon game. It should be warm. Doesn't look like there's going to be weather. So I think that bodes really well for... Um, for Jordan Love and uh, what's going on um, uh, with him. And he's going home, Ajay. He's he's from the area. He's from the Valley. And so I think this will be an important and really big game for Jordan Love. In fact, yeah. uh, Coach Tedford is aware of Jordan Love uh, and uh, is aware that he's had some struggles but still considers him a really good quarterback, one of the best in the conference. Well, he's very experienced. He's confident. He's accurate throwing the ball. Um, understands what he's doing. He's he's another one who can make plays with his legs. Um, you know, so anytime you have a veteran like that who's had that many reps and throw the ball like they do and run the offense that they run, um, there's a lot of experience, a lot of poise that comes from him. Uh, you know, you could tell he's very, very comfortable in what he's doing and has had a lot of success over the last couple of years. And so um, he's one of the best quarterbacks in our conference. Eric? Yeah. He th- he recognizes that he's he struggled a little bit, but he still is impressed with his abilities and what Jordan Love can do. So they're aware of uh, his talent and his abilities. Because the question was, look, how many interceptions this guy's thrown, and he's not looking that sharp. Um uh, but Coach Tedford's like, yeah, but he's still, he's still a good quarterback. I really, I really, if I may, I want to go back really quickly to the point of like, you know, BYU's come and gone, but Fresno's still an important game for everybody who's intelligent. That <laughs> Mel West Conference is still at play. Here's Coach Anderson on that very scenario. <laughs> I mean, that's hard yeah, to say. Yeah, it, the, you know, the BYU game has obviously great importance. Um, you know, I mean, you grow up in a rivalry and. Whatever side you're on, it it's uh, it's huge, and um, to lose it stings. It hurts a lot, and you gotta you know you gotta sit and you gotta stare at that uh, empty spot where the wagon wheel is supposed to be for a whole year, and um, you know that's that's sports. That's what uh, we signed up for, and is that the way we want it to be? Absolutely not. Um, so we'll we'll uh, you know you have to be able to again move on and get to the next game, but uh, it stings. It stings bad. It's uh, it's a tough deal. Um, uh, there's always a little bit more that goes into a rivalry game, and I think anybody that says that there's not, then um, you either need to understand that it is a little bit more important, or um, you know your your feelings are wrong. I guess one of the two. Uh, but to get back to where we are, you know, we're three and one in conference, and 
Um, we're battling ourselves to be in a position we got to go on the road and play well, which we've done in the past. We've beat some, you know, very, very good San Diego State team on the road, and they've proved to be that as they've moved through the years. So opportunities will be there. Um, you know, the Aggies need to continue to work to, to grow and develop, and um, there were some good signs in that game, and there were some signs that weren't good. So uh, we'll look to address them all and work to get better. They're going to need to, and they're going to need to address them all. And one of them we talked about was the poor tackling. When asked about how to fix it, well, here's Coach Aronson's thoughts. Well, I, you know, I, I think that there's there's a lot of things that you can actually do. There's opportunities to leverage the ball a little bit differently with the other defenders that are on the field. Um, I always think it's important to look at the the whole field. Um, and, and what's getting you into those one-on-one tackling scenarios, those one-on-one tackling situations. You always want to try to make it be as a condensed field as you can with uh, the other defenders on how they're leveraging and how they're moving themselves back into the field on the defensive side. And um, at times that, that can improve. Um, you know, you can improve angles, even if you're not really physical and you're tackling and you're, you know, getting guys down to the ground. And that's that's a big part of it, obviously. But there's more to it. There's the, the point to where the tackle takes place that I think you can strive to improve on as you uh, as you work through practice. And uh, and then there's times when you need to, you know, actually lay your hands on people and, and wrap them up and sometimes to the ground and sometimes um, you know, just uh, to get into the position to physically be able to take them to the ground. So there's things we can work on. Um, you know, it's, it's disappointing, and we need to, bottom line, we need to, to coach it better. Um, that's always been my philosophy. When something's not good, we need to look at it and take responsibility, and, and the kids will too, and we'll make sure they do. We'll work on it. I mean, you can't be it, happy with anything, yeah, right? No, there, I mean, there's a, there's a lot that goes into that, you know, and I, I would, I think it would be a cop-out sitting here in any way, shape, or form as a coach to just sit there and say, oh, well, if the kids tackle better, I mean, you know, our scheme's perfect, we're great coaches, and we just got to tackle better. That's that's not the case. Um, you know, we can we can work to tweak the schemes and help the kids get where they need to be and, and have a better understanding. You know, there's just, there, there's no real reason to sit back and, and when you're in a struggling time and you're dealing with adversity, you know, we've uh, if you've done this long enough, which you know, obviously I have. Um, there's going to be times when it's really good, and you can sit up here and pound your back and say I'm great. There's times when you can sit up here and say I'm not great, and that's just not my style. My style is to look back and say, hey, we'll we'll work to get the kids better and in, in bad, and when it's good, it's it's all the kids. So, but we can. Um, help them you know I think that's the key thing is to help them and make sure it's crystal clear in their minds and it's clean and they can play fast and precise and you know um, just because it looks good on the board all the time it doesn't always you know look good out there on the field and um, so we'll work to do that you know uh, last week our goal was to play you know fast physical and smart um, and uh, you know we we need to be more physical um, and we need to put the kids in a position to be more physical also I think we can help them do that let me ask you something here is this fast-paced offense because they played slow the week before sort of and got burnt badly for it played fast last week got burnt for it what do you do as an offensive coordinator if you put yourself in Sanford shoes what are you doing to fix this well uh in conference games Utah State is dead last in the conference in time of possession. 23 minutes and 26 seconds. Fresno's not that much better, to be honest. They're 25-36. They're giving up a lot of defensive possessions in the second half, especially in the fourth quarter. They're actually worse than the Utah State Aggies are. But uh, I think you have to... uh, If you're Coach Sanford, 
my guess would be you, you've got to go to what your your quarterback is confident with, what your wide receivers are competent at, and go with that. Get sure yards. Um, it, don't be worried so much about does the, an opposing defense uh, – necessarily going to totally understand everything that you're doing. You got to be good so you can get what you want when you want it. Air Force is really good at running just a handful of things very, very well. I think Utah State's got to get to somewhere similar until Jordan Love regains his confidence and regains his rhythm and then, okay, great, you did that. Let's add this. Great, you did that. Now let's do this. Okay, it's working. And once that starts to happen, I, I think he just needs a game where he breaks out and puts this slump behind him. And not just Jordan Love. I think it's the offense as a whole. I think he's getting a lot of criticism that sometimes is a little unfair. But he is at the center of it. But I, I think if I'm Coach Stanford, draw up what you know your quarterback's going to be comfortable with and that he knows if he's got a target he can go to. Make it work. Get some confidence going. I like him. And on the other side for the Fresno State defense, they're physical and they are, I mean, they're they're big, but it's more so the fact that they're physical. And here's Coach Anderson Moore on the Fresno State Bulldog defense. They're, uh, again, athletic, talented group that uh, I think is well-coached and sound. Um, they do a nice job. They replaced a bunch of guys from a year ago, and, you know, they seem to be um, – battling and fighting their tails off every single week. Yes, and the most noticeable thing to me is scheme-wise is to sit back and, you know, they're they're sound, they play hard. Um, they're a group that's going to, you know, if you, uh, you've got to earn your way, and that's you know, that's what a quality defense does is give you an opportunity to, if you have a chance to make a play, make a play, and then uh, uh, they haven't been given up a bunch. They haven't been a team that's just given up huge amounts of, of big plays, which, uh, you know, it's uh, – they. They're a good football team. So we're going into playing a good football team. We'll do that next week and the next week and away we go in the next one. So um, it's a good team. <laughs> Did I just hear a lot of coach speak? Do I, do I understand what I just heard? Or is that just – a good team this week and a good team next week and the next week. Yeah, the next week. they play hard. <laughs> um, I don't know if I really understood that there was a lot that I heard there. Eric, as you look at the numbers for the Fresno State defense, what stands out to you the most about them? Well, this this is a team that does have a lot of youth. Um, they had a guy. I got to get my sheet here. Um, Evan Williams. He's a true freshman. He's a strong safety. Kind of got pressed into service because Hawaii was throwing the ball around a lot, and had himself a really good game. He's the defensive player of the week, but he's a true freshman. IJ, there are a lot of freshmen playing a lot of minutes for this Fresno State team. Uh, they have had some guys that have been a little bit opportunistic. Uh, Juju Hughes, he's the other safety. He's got a couple of interceptions on the season. Um, this is a team that had a really good linebacker core a year ago, but a lot of the strength of that group is gone. And so how is Fresno State kind of filling those holes? That's been... A journey, I think, for them most of the season, trying to figure that out. And speaking of younger freshmen, Coach Tedford talks about just that about this young, young team of his. You know, we got a lot of young guys playing, 
in a lot of different places. And so I think each week, I mean, that's a natural progression. They learn uh, through experience. And each week it's a different experience, you know, playing playing one team versus another team, you're going to have different uh, challenges. And so, um, you know, we have guys all over the field doing that, and uh, that's how you grow. Yeah, it's a young group, and with that, there's a learning curve with it. But as young as they are, Eric, I feel like they've been still pretty productive. They have, and they've been in some some uh, interesting games. They've uh, This is a team that's used to playing tough and used to winning, uh, it's been a little bit more of a challenge for them this year, but they've had some close games, and they were making some uh, comeback drives, drives that if they get into the end zone, they win these games in, in overtime or late game where they were down. But uh, Jorge Reyna threw an interception and made a mistake, and it killed the drive and killed the game for them. But uh, last week against Hawaii, they were down, and about a minute to go on the clock, he was able to drive the team close enough for a game-winning field goal. So that's, uh, I'm worried about Fresno State, that this is a team that has been struggling in late-game situations, and they just had a game where they felt like, okay, we're making it happen, we're, we can compete, we can be on the road in a tough situation and still find a way to win. That can be kind of dangerous, especially for a young team that starts to get the feel that, hey, we can, we can do what we want and be competitive out there and uh, regain some confidence. That's what's lacking right now for Utah State. And that's what they need to find this weekend. Uh, Fresno State has had some significant injuries. Uh, their center is out now for the year. Michael Smith, or excuse me, Matt Smith, he's out for the year. Dante Bull, uh, he might be out. He's a left tackle. So Alex uh, Akinbulu uh, made his first start last week. Nailed it. And then uh, Jace... Uh, Fuamatu yeah. made his second career start last week. He is a true fre- or excuse me, he's a redshirt freshman. So their offensive line is young, relatively young and inexperienced, but they've still been kind of tough in what they've been able to do. They've got a good running back, and they they've seen that Utah State has not been able to stop the run the last two weeks. So these are, if I'm Fresno State, I'm looking my chops, thinking, hey, this could be a good game for us. After yeah. what you just went through a week ago yeah. and what you see plaguing Utah State, Fresno State's got to feel like they're a confident team coming into Saturday. I feel like the other two teams that they have just played in back-to-back weeks are better than what this team they're going to face this Saturday in, in so many levels. I think offensively, production-wise, defensively, scheming-wise, coaching-wise, like Tedford's a heck of a coach, don't get me wrong, but based on, I mean, the coaches on Air Force, and it's, it's just a... Better football team overall, both BYU and Air Force, and, and then this Fresno State team is. That gives me confidence that they can go in there and go get this baby. But, again, it's going to be based, I mean, look, we can say one thing, but we might see another. It's going to be based on if Jordan Love, I love what you said about Jordan Love, just go out there and sling it. Quit worrying about the numbers or quit worrying about the people who sit in the press box that are called scouts. Quit worrying about, you know, just play loose. Play loose. Just sit back and have fun. In front of your family. In front of your in front family. Of your friends. Yeah. Just sit back and have fun, and it's just a football game, man. Honestly, I, I think that's – I mean, there's so much pressure on him right now, and, and there shouldn't be. He just needs to go breathe and, 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 and take a shot at this. And uh, I, I think they'll be all right. Um, I think he'll be okay. And um, I think offensively, they'll, they'll get themselves back on track. All right, we've got to take a break. 
But before we do, it is time to give away a pair of used socks from Eric Ramsey. <laughs> These are the ones that he used to mow the lawn. Wow, that July third. That would smell 1936. amazing. And these have the very same grass stains, mud stains, that he had on those socks. The Eric Franzen. All right, I think you're turning people away from the really the cool thing we have to give away. 435-752-1069 to get those socks. Okay, we've got a pair of Harlem Globetrotter tickets for this Wednesday night. Friday night. Friday night. November 8th, Richline High School. Friday night. <laughs> I'm out of it, dude. I've had a rough couple. Of, I've been up since 3 a.m. No, you have not. Yes, I have. Uh, I had to finish some of my Madden games. Um, yeah, so let's get these away. Here's how we're going to do this. We are going to take a break. I'm going to ask you this question, and the first person to call in with the correct answer gets this pair of tickets to the Harlem Trotters at Ridgeline High School on Friday, November 8th at 7 o'clock. Sam Merrill tied. No, excuse me. Sam Merrill hit 17 of 18 free throws. That tied a school record for the most free throws made in a single game. Who are the other two people he tied in doing so? What does that look for? That's hard. That's not hard. We just announced it like uh, 20, 40 minutes ago. 40 minutes ago, and they're not like recognizable names. Yes, they are. Okay, fine. Fine. Okay, here, you happy? Here, watch this. Let's do this. Whoa. That's cool. All right, let's do this. How many points did Harold Frey have? No, okay. shut up. Shut up. All right, on. I like that one. How many points did Harold Frey have in lighting up the Utah State Aggies? You're listening to 1069 The Fan. 435-752-1069. How many points did Harold Frey have? The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. You had a lot of crooks try to steal your heart. Never really had luck, couldn't ever figure out how to love. Eric France and Audrey Salves of 526, your time here on a Wednesday, halfway through the week. Utah State Aggies, Weber State on Friday night at 7 o'clock. Harlem Trotters versus Ridgeline High School Boys Basketball, Friday night at 7 o'clock at Ridgeline High School. Both should be really competitive games. Are the Aggies going to make the Wildcats look like the Generals? Oh, don't. Stop, Eric. That would be great if they did. Eric, what? I feel like you're reaching here. No, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> uh, congratulations to our winter, our winter, our winner, Monty. Yes, you're right. Uh, Frey had 34 points, which became one of five players since 2010 to go to the spectrum and put up 34 more. It was an impressive performance. Yeah, dude, he was. Guy incredible. was hitting from deep. By the way, Mr. Russell, our uh, Utah State basket or Utah State basketball guy for uh, here on uh, KVNU, our sister station, uh, mentioned to me that Frey was not the defending Big Sky Player of the Year last year. It was Harding from Weber State, and why is that notable? Because Harding, by the way, I found out last night, is out Friday night because of an injury. Ooh. 
Stay tuned. Yeah. Weber nice. State, Utah State, Friday night, 7 o'clock. Still should be a really good basketball game between two good teams. Hey, Mandy, if you didn't win, we have more chances to win this hour. Yeah, we'll give you more chances with more good questions that I asked that Eric tells me not to ask, and we'll bring up some stupid question for you. Hope you're happy. All right, time to get into some... <laughs> I couldn't say it with the straight phrase. I tried. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and get into some uh, audio here on Utah State. Eric, you had a chance to go to practice and interview a few players. Uh, let's, you know... When I think about David Woodward being out for the season, in fact, I, we're going to play that clip really quickly first, um, and how much you know it hurts Utah State University overall, just a kid of that stature, just being based of his notoriety and who he is as a person off the field. Gary Anderson almost kind of got choked up when, when talking about him. Not having David is a, is a huge blow for every Aggie at every level. Um, it is what it is, and, but... It's hardest for him. Trust me. That's it's the hardest for the kid. Um, you know, it's uh, he'll 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 go through it. But it's it's a devastating blow to a young man to be in that spot. And you know, as a player, I had two half a seasons taken away from me, and uh, it's tough. Um, so the key is is to help him, um, and then help the young guys that are playing. You know, we need to continually help Elijah and help AJ get better and work out there as a unit and make sure that Kevin doesn't feel like he has to just take care of a freshman all the time and get him lined up so that Kevin um, doesn't do his job as well as he can do his job. So it's a, it's a big blow. Our kids will you need to pick it up where it is and go from there. I think, you know, I said it earlier today on an interview, I think, you know, you, we lost David now, and I just I don't think it's fair to Fua if we just forget about Fua because he wasn't there the first game of the year. So if we're talking about guys who have been gone for the year, um, that are great players. You know, Fua has to be mentioned in that spot also. Um, you know, not as an excuse because we lost him. That's where we're at and the way we're playing. But it's, uh, I think it's in fairness to Fua to recognize him as a great player that was with us and uh, is no longer with us as, as David is now. As the player he mentioned, I mean, need to kind of pick up the slack a little bit. Not that he has to have everything dumped on his shoulders, but he's going to have to carry a huge load now. It's Kevin Metzenheimer. Uh, and, and last week, Eric, I thought he played a really good football game considering the circumstances. Metzenheimer did? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, I, I've really liked his play all season long. Uh, he's played a more significant role, and he'll need to play even a more significant role, not just in how he plays on the field, but how he acts as a leader in getting people into their proper positions and making sure – drives get stopped the last two weeks opposing offenses have been able to get what they want in the middle of the field in the running game Metzenheimer knows that he's got to play a stronger role in that and that run defense has to step up I uh, had a chance to talk to him on Tuesday night about that his expanded role and what it means losing uh, David Woodward and just how things are progressing for Utah State getting ready for conference play again Kevin Metzenheimer is a great linebacker for Utah State, playing an expanded role this season. And uh, first of all, just your reactions. It sucks for everybody that David Woodward has been hurt like he has and he's going to be out. So how does that kind of pressure shift to you? Do you feel that or is that the linebacker group kind of reacting to David Woodward's injury? Uh, I mean, obviously it's a tough loss because he's great. he's a great player. But, I mean... Now I have to step up and become an even better linebacker and get the younger guys better so we could fill that void. So we're better as a group. We're a better linebacker core. So I've got to step up and young guys got to step up. 
you've definitely been stepping up this season, making a lot of plays and key positions. Obviously, the last couple of weeks have been a little rough, but now we're back into conference prep, right? Yeah. Fresno State's conference opponent, still 3-1, and one, still everything is in front of you guys. What do you see in Fresno State and what they're doing offensively? Uh, I mean, they do a lot of different things well. I mean, the quarterback's pretty good. Uh, do a decent amount of fly sweeps, Zoro stuff. So, I mean, we got to stop the run. That's the number one, number one thing we got to do, stop the run. And everything to fall in place for us, do our job, do our 111th each and every person do their job. Don't do anybody else's job besides yours. And sky's the limit for us. What's the mood been in practice this week? Has it been different the last couple? Or uh, are things kind of just progressing like they normally have been? Uh, it's a lot different. It's, it's a different sense of urgency, urgency that we're, go- we're going into practice with because, I mean, two back-to-back losses is not where we want to be. We need to step it up and play better as a defense. So it's a different vibe. A lot of, a lot of harder, a lot harder playing. A lot more effort out there. More communicating, doing things that we need to do to be able to beat the next per- next opponent. So, all right. Well, Kevin, best of luck on Saturday against Fresno State. Appreciate it. Are you sure? Yes. Yes, I'm sure. Huh, I didn't know that. All right, uh, there is Kevin Metzenheimer. Uh, again, you don't want to dump everything on his shoulders, Eric, but he's going to have to really, really pick it up for the rest of the defense, just in leadership, too. And he's not a very vocal guy, and that's something else he's going to be able to kind of be more vocal on the field to direct people where they need to be. And honestly, uh, I think that part of that pressure uh, also needs to be on that defensive line to help pick up some of that slack, to not make it – so to do their job so it doesn't go past them to the linebackers to try to clean up what they missed. So I think it's got to be a whole team effort there on that front seven, which we've been talking about to the linebackers maybe a little bit more than we need to, but that defensive line has a lot of experience and, uh, and, and talent, and they haven't been – doing that great either that's not something we've been talking a lot about but that's a problem too so what's going on with the utah state defensive front uh it needs to be all hands on deck because this uh, fresno state team they do have a running back that's pretty good they can get out and uh, make some things happen so you got to be you got to be wary of what they can do because they can see that utah state has given up big yards ronnie river's is I think probably got some pretty big eyes looking at what Utah State's been giving up the last two weeks. Yeah, sure. How much is that based on the offenses that they played and how much is based on the fact that defense has not been able to execute? Percentage-wise, well, if you had to really even it I mean, up. I, I hear Gary Anderson say we got to be more physical. I've been hearing that phrase now for the last two, three weeks. But I'm not. I'm hearing it, but I'm not seeing it. Utah State should be more physical against some of the opponents that they have, yet they're the ones that are on the other side of it that they're getting pushed around so i'm i'm a little surprised by that <clears throat> uh utah state again getting ready to face fresno it's a five o'clock mountain time start uh fresno is four and four overall two and two in the mountain west of course utah state also at four and four but three and one in the mountain west this would be a huge step forward for the utah state aggies if they have any chance or any hope of having at least a share of the mountain west conference championship uh, they'd have to win, without a doubt, uh, this upcoming Saturday evening. And don't forget, they have Wyoming next week, 2 o'clock start on ESPNU. That's at the MAV. You can uh, get your tickets at utahstateaggies.com or go to the ticket offices to do so. All right, uh, 
here is uh, we're gonna go flip back the script, go back to Coach Tedford. Here's his opening statement on the Utah State Aggies and his thoughts overall on this team right now. Who's again kind of in a schneid and they need to get off of it. But Tedford speaks highly about him. Really good football team, you know. As we're getting into them today, um, understanding that uh, you know they played Air Force and Air Force is as really kind of shown to be able to do that to most people um you know so you got to kind of throw that one out the book and BYU is a really good football team but they've also had some big wins um you know beating San Diego State uh Colorado State uh, Nevada they played Wake Forest really tough in the beginning of the year um they're a quality football team all the way around have a great quarterback who's in the top three and a lot of categories in the conference total offense and and passing and so um um, a lot of talent, a lot of talent on their team, and very well coached. And, uh, uh, and so we're going to have our hands full. That you know, we're getting into them today a little bit last night and a little bit this morning. Uh, but uh, it shows up that they're a talented football team. That's Coach Tedford. There's a uh, Fresno State Bulldogs get ready for Utah State Aggies. Um, he sees what he sees the talent. All right, so what I've seen when I see these losses is how good the opponent looks and how good the opponent is. Air Force is an extremely good football team. Really, they are a very good football team, especially offensively. What they've been doing is, I mean, what they did to Utah State is what they've been doing for a lot of the season. And and they executed to perfection exactly what they wanted to do against Utah State, and Utah State couldn't execute at all. And I give some credit to you, Air Force on that. BYU's defense was really good. Their offense wasn't. Their offense was phenomenal. I think some of that's just trying to find your legs as a defense because you don't have David Woodward. But I still feel like their defense was really, really good. So I feel like the Air Force offense beat up Utah State. The BYU defense beat up Utah State, and that that's what Coach Tefford saw. Um, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I think okay. that Utah State stalled themselves out with interceptions and fumbles. Um, that you have to give credit when a defender makes a play and gets the, the turnover, but if if your quarterback throws it up, makes it easy for you to pick one off, I don't know that it's necessarily that was a great defensive scheme. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, I, I thought the Utah State defense got exposed two weeks in a row. That was the biggest problem because they were doing these little cutbacks. They were doing uh, – I mean, they haven't been a very good running team, BYU – and they had a great running offense. I mean, they were ranked like 102 or whatever in rushing offense coming into the game, and they got tons of yards on Utah State that they had no business getting. So uh, I think that the – I think in both games it was a defensive problem for USU. Yes, the offense had its issues too, but I saw improvements in the USU offense against BYU compared to what they looked like against Air Force. I I still think like the turnovers, like especially the interceptions that Love threw against BYU, is credit to Utah State's defense more than blame on Jordan Love. They weren't good throws, but I still credit BYU for disguising the way they did with their covers. I mean, it was it was incredible. It was really good. Well, just the linebackers just backing up. He's just in the middle of the field. It's not like he's cheating over one spot or another. They're just dropping back. 
They're not just dropping they're, back. They're, they're, they're finding just a way there waiting to for him say to throw that, it over that the middle. he feels like he, like, look, the throw that Jordan Love tried to make in the red area over the linebacker on that seam route, or I guess not, it wasn't, I mean, it was down the seam, really, but it was picked up by the linebacker. It's a great job by the BYU defense. Well, they're, I will say, they're, they're uh, going into the game, one of the storylines was their linebacker group was leading the team in interceptions. The vast majority of all interceptions for BYU defensively came from the linebackers, mm-hmm. which is kind of an odd thing to think about. Usually they're cornerbacks or safeties that are picking off deeper throws, but it was the linebackers, uh, and they've that's one thing they've done, and, and I think the tape is out on Jordan Love. This is what Air Force did too. Just drop a bunch of guys back because he's going to throw a lot. Just drop a bunch of guys back and confuse him. Don't give him lanes. Don't give him windows. And eventually your little three- or four-man rush will provide enough pressure uh, to uh, disrupt it so he is forced to throw something before he wants to or into a window he's not comfortable throwing. And you get it picked off because you have more guys back there to do it. Speaking of Utah State turnovers, here's Coach Tefford. You know, each week's different on, on different games, you know. Um, they've they played a tough schedule too. Wake Forest is a good team. They played LSU. Um, you know, so they've, they've played a very difficult schedule as well. So, um, you know, I don't, I can't tell you right now, you know, what, why the turnovers or anything like that. You know, we're, it's still a little early to, to know. But again, every week's different, you know, from week to week. They probably have a few in some games and none in others, you know. So it just depends how, uh, who you're playing and what the circumstances of the games are. All right, so now we're going to go ahead and give away a couple more pairs of tickets and then do the Devin Tompkins interview. <laughs> that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> uh, no, hey, look, the, the turnover bug has been a huge issue for Utah State, Eric. It's been, a, it's been especially because a majority of the turnovers have became on the plus side of the field, on positive drives to get momentum oh, back, yes. even a sliver of momentum back, and turnovers have absolutely killed them. The Joe Bright fumble was a bummer. The pick in the red—I mean, in the red zone—was a really, really bad throw, but a great play by the BYU player to make the catch. Uh, didn't they throw a pick in the end zone too? Was or was that against Air Force? Was there well, a pick in the end zone? Uh, there was a fumble near the end zone. Is what yes, it was. Sorry, that's what it was. Uh, but I mean, it's just—it's these turnovers continue to kill positive momentum for the Utah State Aggies when they desperately need it. And and it's, and it's really taken them out of the game completely for the rest of the night. So if they can limit turnovers, they give themselves a chance. Not a guaranteed win, but a chance. Yeah, and that ineligible receiver downfield, that was, that was a killer a, penalty yeah. too. Uh, I felt like that really just took the wind out of the sails for USU. Second half, the Aggies had uh, gotten the turnover. They got in the stop. Uh, they're there in striking distance to get back into the game. And... They just end up coming up empty, totally empty. And then BYU goes 99 yards and scores. That was that was the game over at that point. All right, time to give away another ticket. We just talked about Kevin Metzenheimer. So our question to you to win a ticket for two to the Logan Holiday Gift Show, which is on November 8th and 9th at the Riverwoods Conference Center from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., what is Kevin Metzenheimer's number? Jersey number, not what's phone number. What's his jersey number? number. Not yes. his phone what's, number. What's his phone number? 1-800-SCOTT-GERARD. 
That was the best response I could have ever got from Todd. Uh, again, a ticket for two to the Logan Holiday Gift Show to the Riverwoods Conference Center on November 8th and 9th. Free stuff. 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. What is Kevin Metzenheimer's jersey number? 435-752-1069. Come back. We'll get to Devin Tompkins' interview. Full Court Press, Eric and Ajay. We all believe our team is the best. Whether you're a bobcat, a wolf, a grizzly, a mustang, or a riverhawk, we can all agree on one thing. Les Olson Company is the best choice for your office technology needs. So if you need to copy it, print it, scan it, or network it, Les Olson Company is there for all of your office technology needs. Just Les Olson it. Visit lesolsonit.com today. Les Olson Company. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Andre Salveson here on the Full Court Press. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. You can win a uh, our ticket for two to the Logan Holiday Gift Show at the Riverwoods Conference Center. November 8th and 9th from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. By calling in at 435-752-1069, that's us, and telling us what Kevin Metzenheimer's jersey number is. No one's won yet. So please act like you give a crap and put some effort into this, people. (laughs) Oh, look at that. Kevin Metzenheimer's jersey number. You get free stuff. Free ticket to go see the holiday gift show this weekend, Friday and Saturday, at the Riverwoods Conference Center. Kevin Metzenheimer is going to have a big role coming up on uh, Saturday afternoon. Uh, Fresno State has a good running back. Uh, He's one of the top guys uh, in the league in conference play. Ronnie Rivers is averaging about 86 yards a game, really similar to Gerald Bright, Um, but um, that's... That's a running ga- attack from a team that uh, is really not that bad for the rushing offense. They are third in the conference. Uh, they average just under 200 yards a game. So it's not just Ronnie Rivers. There's a couple of the guys that will touch the ball and uh, and try to move some things. Um, their their quarterback can be more uh, a little bit more mobile as well. Jorge Reina, he's a senior. Um, so a couple different people that can move the ball. Josh Hockett is another one, uh, is running back. The two of them, they, uh, use in tandem, kind of like the Aggies would use Jalen Warren and Gerald, Gerald Bright. Yeah. Uh, they, they do. They, and it's, it hasn't, well, the effectiveness on their side of doing it, it's been about the same as ours. I'll put it that way. <laughs> Uh, hey, by the way, congratulations to David Pedro, who has just won a pass. Kevin Mensenheimer's number is what, Eric? Number 33. That's correct. Ding, 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 ding. He wins a pass for two to the Logan Holiday Gift Show, November 8th and 9th, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. We got one more pass to give away, uh, and we got six minutes to do so, Eric. Seven, actually. Running up on six here. And we got an interview to do. So what we're going to do is we're going to play this Devin Tompkins interview. And then we're coming back off the interview. We'll play. We'll actually f- give you another chance to win a pass for two to the Logan Holiday gift show. Here's Devin Tompkins. Uh, yeah, I think Devin Tompkins could play a really significant role for USU offensively, either at, in a situation where they stretch the field because he's so fast 
and try to take the top off the defense or in that those short passing routes. And I asked him which he prefers, so stay tuned for that. All right, we're going to find out more about Utah State offense from Devin Tompkins, speedy wide receiver for USU. Um, how has practice been so far this week? We kind of want to forget what happened last week, but Fresno State is coming up. It's conference. This means more this this Saturday. What's the general mood for the offense right now? Uh, we just got to be more efficient. We got to score more points. You know, we got to help our defense defense out. You know, whenever they're on the field for those long times and everything, we got to come. We got to score. and We got to help them out. How do you see your role in that? You've had some games where you've played a really big role. Some games uh, it just shifts to somebody else. How do you fit into the offensive scheme right now? Um, I believe if I just do my job, um, everything else is going to work. You know, there's 11 guys on the field, and we got to have synergy in order for us to in order for us to score to points. So I know my role, and I know my job, and I know I can help my team out. What would you rather do, take a deep ball on a stretch play or do something across the middle? Probably across the middle because it's more exciting. Yeah? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so you've got your speedster. You're really fast. Uh, who's the fastest on the team, and where do you rank in that? I am the fastest on the team. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Does Savon have something to say about that? or? I mean, yeah, I mean, Savon's Or fast. is this already proven? That's already been proven. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's my boy, but yeah. <laughs> nice, a little smack. I like that. Uh, Fresno State, what do you see in them defensively that you guys have to be aware of? Um... Nothing really. I don't. I don't think that there's anything we haven't seen before. You know, I feel like we've played a better secondary before, like playing against Wake Forest. I feel like we just got to be. We just got to do what we got to do. You know, we got to follow through with our scheme and execute our plays the right way. And uh, you're still just three. Well, not just, but you're still three and one in conference mm-hmm. play. So this is still opportunity to still be in the hunt. Yep. So that's ultimately what this team breaks every huddle with is Mountain West champs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we understand that our goals are still in front of us. You know, we haven't lost sight of that. You know, we took a couple losses and they hurt, but, I mean, this is where it matters. You know, we got to win out, and I believe that everybody on every every side of the ball, offense, defense, and special teams, we understand what we need to do. We're going to get the job done. All right, Devin Tompkins, good luck this, week, this weekend. Thank you. Appreciate it. He's a good dude. He's a really good dude. Devin Tompkins, who's been actually pretty involved in the offense in the last three or so games, uh, been been looked at. He has been a little more active, and uh, I think that you need a guy that if you get the ball to him in space, he's quick enough, shifty enough, that he can make some things happen. So uh, that, I know we don't always love it, but screen game, short passing to guys like Devin Tompkins, uh, give him a little bit of room, and he'll give you some yards. All right, I got to take a break. Before we take a break, we got one more pass to give away for two. Good for two. The Logan Holiday Gift Show at the Riverwoods Conference Center on November 8th and 9th, uh, this Friday and Saturday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Here is the question. Donovan Mitchell has played four times versus the Sixers. What is his record versus the Sixers in those four games? 435-752-1069. Good to win a pass for two to the Logan Holiday Gift Show. Eric France and LJ Southson coming back. We'll wrap it up. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. It starts with I don't know why It doesn't even matter how hard you try Keep that in mind I'm designed to try to explain in due time Eric France and LJ South Center of the Full Court Press We're just about a minute and a half away from ending it for the night Getting you ready for a Thursday show Full of pick six Get you more Utah State, Fresno State Get you ready for Weber State 
We're going to cram State. a lot into uh, tomorrow's show because we don't have a show Friday. Skyview Bobcats play at 3 o'clock, so that means that X is us out of uh, Friday's show. So we'll, you'll be getting going to the All Harlem Go Trotters. I'll be going to the, uh, what am I going to? The Weber State, Utah State game if I'm not in Fresno. So uh, look forward to that. should be a uh, fun weekend nonetheless. Uh, did Mr. Bean die? No. What? Oh my gosh! There's a hashtag saying "R.I.P. Bean." It's not. It's not who we think. Mr. Bean is not dead. Oh, God. That's. Oh man. That's good. About ruin my it's refreshing. day. Refreshing. Golly! All right. Uh, congratulations to our final winner of the day, Ben Johnson. Guess the correct answer. Donovan Mitchell. His record versus the Sixers is a sterling 0-4. Looking for uh, his first win against them tonight. Which continues to prove Eric's point that he feels Ben Simmons is a better player than Donovan Mitchell. Well, he he got the Rookie of the Year award. Donovan didn't. That's great, but you still think he's a better player than him. That's that's a really bad take by you. Just because he got Rookie of the Year based on the East Coast bias me doesn't mean he's a good player. But because, he's, because he doesn't have an outside shot, he shouldn't be considered a good player. Right? As a guard, yes, correct. No, no, just as a player. No. Says a player. Anyway, we digress. Uh, hey, look, this Utah State game at Fresno State, it's going to be a challenge. Uh, Fresno State, though, they are dead last in the conference. In uh, They allow more, or excuse me, they're playing more defensive snaps than any team in the conference. They allowed 17 fourth quarter points against Colorado State. They allowed 14 fourth quarter points versus Hawaii. Utah State should be able to move the ball and score on these guys. Let's hope it happens. Good night.